Welcome to the Holistic Way podcast. I'm your host, Nikki, aka Domini, founder of the Holistic Way, holistic life coach, and yoga teacher. I hope you'll join me weekly as we discuss holistic approaches, fresh perspectives, and non negotiable self compassion. Understanding is empowering, and self kindness is the new sexy. It is my mission to introduce to you new ways to work with your mind, body, and emotions rather than against them to create long-term results with more ease and fun. Hi, dear listeners. I'm so happy to have you here for this episode. Creating this podcast has been the best decision ever, and I'm having such a great time creating episodes for you. We're also speaking to amazing guests, which not only inspire me, but give me huge aha moments. And I hope that when you will listen to them and they come out those episodes that you feel the same way about them. Today, I would like to talk to you a little bit more about the holistic way, a method I have created with my own personal experience, but also through the work I do with my clients. The holistic way is not just a program or a method, but it is also a way of living. I like to see it as a deep healing combined with mindful habits and also looking at subconscious reprogramming combined as well with manifestation. It's a combination of different approaches that combined together are a lot more powerful. The method works on, and most importantly, with all levels of your being, the mind, the body, the soul, but also the emotions. We work on releasing trapped emotions from your body. We regulate your nervous system. We introduce an individual, an easy-to-follow action plan based on your needs and your goals. We completely rewire your brain to easily achieve your goals. And we align your energy to your desired outcome. I believe all humans being are unique. And as such, a one-size-fits-all approach is usually not enough. While I agree that some learnings are international, we all need different things to get where we want. We all have different skills, different histories, and different interests. This is why the holistic way is a completely unique approach that is tailored to every person's situation and experience. We have been put in the same box for way too long and it is time that we recognize that there's not one right way to go about things. At the core of the holistic way is one and one rule only. Again, I don't believe in one size fits all, but there is one rule I will not negotiate over. And that rule is that self-compassion is a must. Like I always say, self-compassion is non-negotiable. Self-compassion is what will give you results faster than anything else. It is indispensable for a happy and loving life. I will always advocate for you to be your own best friend, your biggest cheerleader, and your own loving parent to your inner child. Self-compassion is what will keep you recovering faster from a hard time it will support you when you need that extra support to keep going when things get hard 
And it is at the base of a loving relationship with yourself. I like to see it as the precursor of self-love. If there's one thing I will be going on and on and on about in this podcast until your ears fall off, it is self-compassion. And the guests I have interviewed so far, they always come back to the same conclusion as well. So expect to hear a lot about self-compassion in the upcoming episodes. I also plan to have an episode where I talk in more depth about how it may look like how self-compassion may be appearing to you or how you can install more of it in your own life and also how it can have a huge impact on every area of your life. Now, let me give you a more detailed understanding of the different steps of the holistic way. The holistic way is not limited to any area of your life. It can help you achieve any goals, any desires, whether it's having a healthy and loving relationship, whether it's having more financial freedom, whether it's having the body you desire, or even building the business of your dreams. The steps, the principles always remain the same. The four steps are the following. First is mindful healing. Second, releasing and balancing your emotions. The third is regulating your nervous system. And last but not least, reprogramming your subconscious mind. I also like to see it as an ongoing process you go through. Like I said, a way of life. You might do the process on your own, or you start by getting familiar with the method by working with me on a specific area. You will then have the tools and the steps to go through the process over and over again. You want to unlock another level of abundance? Go through the four steps again. You want to apply it to another area of your life? Go through the four steps again. I still to this day go over and over again on these four steps, working on healing from my past, releasing and balancing my emotions, regulating my nervous system and reprogramming my subconscious mind over and over again. I also like to mention that the results are not isolated. If you initially work on one area of your life, other parts will be affected by it too. Let's say you work on your worthiness to have a loving and kind partner. Well, this worthiness will also help you feel more worthy of having the body you want or to create the business you desire or even get a career you're in love with. So expect the results to weave over your whole life. Let's dive into the first step, the mindful healing. It is about healing of any kind of unresolved past experience or trauma. Anything that you experienced in your past, which when it happened, you didn't have the right tools or the knowing to deal with it, to process it. This can come from your past. This can also come from a past life or even have been passed down over generations. So I like to start looking at any experience you relive over and over again. You will look at your feelings of worthiness, 
we practice forgiveness towards others, but also, and that's very important, towards yourself. We heal your relationship with your inner child. We make sure that you feel safe moving forward. I cannot say this is the most important step because they all are. But I have to say that it lays the foundation of you being able to live the life you want and especially reach your desired goals with more ease and flow. What I like to describe it as, and that applies to all four steps, is that we want to make sure that every single part of you is on board with where you want to go, whether it's a business, whether it's a career, whether it's a love life, whether it's the dream body. We have to make sure that nothing is in the way so you can make decisions easier, you can make changes easier, you can start attracting the opportunities that will help you get there instead of having this invisible force that keeps you from moving forward with ease. I'm not saying that you cannot reach your goals if you do this work, but what I'm saying is that it will likely be fighting like against an invisible force. It's like taking two steps forwards, one step back. Or even worse, one step forward, two steps back. So doing this work will ensure that you can enjoy the process of reaching your goals. It makes sure that you can make the right decisions for you with more ease, with more fun, with more flow. To give you a a specific example, let's say you want to lose some weight. But if you don't do all the work, then you'll just have to go at it with willpower, with force. You will have to push through. You will have to motivate yourself every day. And it might be hard, you know. Motivation isn't always here. There's days where it's harder. There's days where you just forget that, you know, you wanted to eat healthy and actually move your body. When you do the work, you will learn to not forget things. It will be easier to remember to have a glass of water in the morning. It will be easier for you to move your body because you'll want to move your body instead of feeling like, oh, I have to exercise because I want to lose weight. It just ensures that you can access all your resources with more ease. Let me give you another example. Let's say you feel you're not good enough and you're not worthy of being loved. You're not worthy of having a partner that loves you with all your flaws, all your quirks and all your beautiful, amazing self. But you maybe had an experience as a child that made you feel unworthy. It, in that case, might be hard for you to attract and allow a partner into your heart that feels safe and gives you all the love you desire because you don't feel like you deserve that love. So unconsciously, you might be sabotaging the thing you want most because a part of you is not on board with that desire. These experiences that we could benefit from healing of usually come from your childhood. They can range from something that was very traumatic, but it can also be something that seems insignificant for an adult or for you as an adult. However, to your inner child, it still is very real. 
So it is important that we look at what you still carry with you, what you still hold on to by no fault of your own. But when we are not consciously aware of them, we just carry them with us. We're not even aware of how much emotional baggage we carry with us and and hold on to and have in this backpack which if it becomes conscious we can decide then consciously to take it away and off your back or your backpack like i said if you fail to look at those deep rooted causes of your inability to easily reach your desired outcome you will not only fight against an invisible force but you will most likely not be able to remain long-term in that life you want to create for yourself. To come back to the weight loss journey, if you haven't done all the healing to make you feel safe in the body you desire, you might sabotage. So you might reach the desired goal, but then you feel unsafe because of, you know, the experiences you had when you were like this before. So you sabotage yourself and you get back to the body that might be a little bit less healthy so it is important that we look at where you might be sabotaging yourself that we start to heal and remove all these experiences and when I say remove it's not like you're gonna forget them but we want them to be just memories you know something that happened but when you think about it there's no emotional or physical charge to it there's just a neutral okay this happened but it is not causing you any emotional discomfort. It's just a memory. So that was the first step, the step of healing from your past experiences and anything that you might still be carrying with you. The second step is where we look at your emotions. I don't believe in negative emotions and I, as best as I can, try to never use that word. I have to admit that, you know, this positive and negative emotions is something that is very much still part of our language. So sometimes I might <laughs> still use them, but I try as best as I can to to replace that word because I I don't like the emotions being labeled as negative. It implies that there is something wrong with them. Or even worse, something is wrong with us because we are feeling them. So over years of conditioning that has been happening over generations, maybe even, we learned to numb those negative emotions. But what if they weren't negative emotions? What if we just called them uncomfortable emotions? Because all emotions have a message. Some of them are easier to feel, let's say joy, happiness, excitement, love, but others might be a bit more tricky and uncomfortable and maybe even more intense, you know, when we talk about anger, sadness, grief, all these emotions that we all know them, we know how they feel and they I admit they're not comfortable, but they have a reason for being here. They have a message to tell us. And I always say that the only way to release an emotion is by going through. 
And there's going to be a very important and lovely episode in a few weeks about trauma with the, a lovely guest of mine. And she introduced an important concept of, I believe that it is important to work through emotions, but she introduced a concept of make sure you're ready to feeling those emotions. And it is okay if you're not, but you might benefit from not numbing them anymore, not trying to push them away, not trying to hide them. Because I truly, in my experience, that when I pushed them away, they didn't disappear. I was maybe able to distract myself for a while. I might have been able to forget something for a while, but without having processed them, they always came back. It's like brushing things under a rug. You know, the dirt is still there. The dust is still there. The fact that you keep brushing things under the rug will only make the rug get bigger and bigger until you eventually trip on it. I like to see it as the only way out is through them and staying mindful of that. Maybe it is easy to do that by yourself. Maybe the emotion or the experience was so intense that you might benefit from doing it with a professional. So in this step, I will teach you how to process your emotions. Any emotions, the sadness, the grief, the anger, the frustration, the guilt. But more than that, you will learn how to release trapped emotions that have maybe been there for years. A nice way to explain this is to see it as chain links. You had an experience in your childhood that made you feel a certain way. Let's say you felt sad because... You didn't have the tools back then to process this experience and the emotions attached to them. You just ignore them or you stuff them down. Maybe you even have made to feel bad for feeling sad. You know, you fell off your bike, you hurt your knee and a caregiver just said, oh, that's okay. You know, nothing happened. It's okay. Just, you know, you were told it's okay. All good. All good. And, you know, I'm always saying it. We're not blaming anyone. Our caregivers, they didn't have the tools either and they always did the best they could with the cards they were given. So you might have put that sadness aside and went on with your life, but then something else happened that made you feel sad. And when that sadness comes, suddenly you feel that old sadness. You link these different things together Different experiences might resurface. Your body remembers and you might be in a situation where your body remembers the sadness and suddenly you have that sadness that's here again. And this happens over and over again. So the sadness starts to link together. But eventually, when you have an experience today, a sad experience, you're not only feeling the sadness from today's experience but you feel a truckload of old sadness which is hitting you like a like a train it's 
feeling all these past emotions, this past sadness, instead of just feeling the sadness, the present sadness from that experience. So releasing those old emotions is breaking the links between the chain that links to that initial sadness. You can then be more present with the sadness. You can start to welcome your emotions with ease and love without being crushed by them each time. This step is, like all the steps, let's be honest, is an ongoing process. So you start by learning how to release them when they come up. You learn how to release the trapped emotions and you might start to work on one emotion and then over time another one comes up and then another one maybe one day it is frustration maybe one day it is guilt maybe one day it is sadness and it gets easier over time well at first it might seem like this mountain you have to climb I promise you with time it gets easier you get used to feel uncomfortable As a yoga teacher, we always practice comfort in the discomfort because it's more about what you attach to those uncomfortable emotions rather than uncomfortable emotions as well. And something I've learned, and I can't remember where, but it's that emotions, if you let them wash over you and you don't try to stop it, stop them, if you don't try to attach any meaning to them, if you don't have any story you you attach to them then they just wash over you within a few seconds or maybe a minute the longest but for us to be able to do that we need to understand and learn how to do so safely in a safe environment and then we can start to just let them wash over us So let's move on to the third step, the nervous system and recalibrating your nervous system. The next step, so the nervous system, it is important for you to learn to work with your nervous system, not against it. I have found that for most of my clients and me including, having tools and techniques to Regulate your own nervous system and it doesn't have to be hard. It can be simple steps, simple breathing exercises, simple movement exercises that you can have in your toolbox to, you know, every time you feel like, you know, this rush of adrenaline or even when you're in the, the state of being completely in freeze mode when, you know, you're on your couch watching TV, watching Netflix numbing and kind of incapable of getting into action and doing the things that you want to do that you can apply them I think it is important if you work with your nervous system that you have those tools with those tools you can learn to feel safe because any change even if you consciously think and know it's a positive change let's say to become healthier um, to have a loving and kind relationship can feel like a threat to the nervous system 
if you haven't been used to that. So if you regulate your nervous system, you can make sure that your nervous system is on board. Maybe you can see your nervous system like an alarm system that tells you, oh, danger, there could be potentially something happening to us. So this is the only goal your nervous system has. It's to keep you safe at all times. And what is safe to your nervous system might be a bit different than what you consciously know or want to feel safe in. So I'll give you tangible and simple tools to regulate your nervous system. Like I said, the breathing practices, movement, some type of chanting. Maybe I'll even do an episode on that one because it is one of my favorite tools and it has been the most effective tools to use with my clients and it has been their favorite tool as well. And there's another thing I start to introduce in that step where we work with the nervous system. And it's all about creating an action plan that is individually tailored to everyone's personal needs and situation. What is key, however, in that plan is that we focus on habits that will bring you the desired results. And these habits are made and change in the smallest humanly possible way. So let me explain that to you. Instead of having an action plan where you decide, okay, this is this is what I want to do. This is a habit. This is another habit. This is the third habit. And you have all these action steps that you want to take. You have all these new habits you want to put in place. And instead of putting them into reality all at once, I will advocate you do them in the smallest, tiniest steps. So when we create your action plan, and I'd like to say here that this is not me telling you what to do, I will ask you to come up with your own plan. I will help you get there um, if you want to work with me, but you, I cannot tell you what actions you need to take. I cannot tell you which habits you need to incorporate in your daily life. But this will all come from you. What I will, however, say is that you start with the tiniest habit to add to your days. I will also really (laughs) bring the point home to not add any other new habit before you make sure that the previous one is properly embodied. I know (laughs) that some of you will have a lot of objections, but let me tell you from my own experience that you will get there faster if you don't overwhelm yourself and your nervous system. I know, and I've been there, you want to change now, you want the results now, but you will get there faster if you go about it slowly. It's like the rabbit and the turtle story. 
slow and steady always wins the race because if you make too many changes and then you're not able to stick to them, you will probably throw everything overboard, stop doing all of them after two weeks. And if you last that long, that's amazing. For me, usually it was a few days and then I said, okay, this is not working. I can't do it. It's too much. And I'd start over again next Monday. And this is also something that, you know, especially if you want to work towards a body you love, that will be very important. You know, this idea that we have to start on Monday or we have to start tomorrow has to go. You can start now. And I want you to. In this step, introduce the smallest change, the smallest habit you can. And then once that is totally embodied, totally who you are, totally your new identity, then you can start going to introduce the new habit, the new change, the next step of your journey. But that way we make sure that you have more ease to move towards your goals. Your nervous system is on board because you don't shock it by changing everything you know. Just go one tiny step at a time. It's like you learn how to walk first before you try to run. We have come now to the last step and I always say this is where the fun begins. For me, this is when you get to play with your mind in a good way. So this is where we start to reprogramming your subconscious mind. We will make sure that your subconscious mind is completely on board and aligned to your desired outcome. We start to remove any limiting beliefs you have no longer any use for and we install new and shiny empowering new beliefs we ensure that not only your conscious mind is on board but this invisible and badass force that is your subconscious mind gets you exactly where you want to go and that with ease and fun this is also part of the process where you will work on aligning your energy every single day with what you want more of in your life and what you want to call in. Some call it manifestations. Others call it the laws of the universe. I simply think of it as energy we leverage to our own personal desires. There is a time where when you do things a different way, you will maybe doubt. And I have seen that many times with my clients, especially the clients in the holistic body, which is my program that uses a holistic way, but to create a more healthy and loving relationship with your body, that there is a time where you start to doubt. You maybe have an experience that triggers you, that makes you doubt that you know anything is changing you doubt that your desired outcome is even possible you start to think that you know I'm too weak anyway or you know these kind of negative self-talk that happens you know it takes time to change your 
inner critic to being your inner friend. And this is also the step where I will introduce techniques, tools that you can use to when that happens. And it's totally normal. You know, it still happens to me too. It's not about how many times, you know, you feel bad or, you know, you have an uncomfortable emotions, but it's about reframing them and aligning yourself again to being, no, I've got this. You know, this is a normal part of the process. I know how to align my energy. I know how to shift my energy so I can be on board with my desired goal again. So you will learn for yourself. You will learn tools that can get you back into alignment over and over again. If you have to do them 10 times a day, you do them 10 times a day. And also here again, the more you practice, the easier it will get to align your energy to the life you want to live, your dream life. As I said before, this is an individual approach. So while the four steps remain the same for everyone, how much time someone may need to spend in one step can change from person to person. So someone might have to go through more healing Maybe the emotions is a bit easier, but then the nervous system is harder to recalibrate and we need to spend more time in that. And that is very individual for someone else. You know, the subconscious mind reprogramming might need the most attention. Well, you know, there might not be so much healing. So it really is an individual approach and it really depends on your situation It is tailored to everything that made you be where you are and your experiences, your body, your nervous system, your emotions. And accordingly, what you need will look very different from person to person. And like I said, you just go through the steps again and again and again for each layer, each level, you want to move up the ladder. I want to bring... Another point home again, and that's that different areas of your life are not separate. There's not your love life that's separate from your financial situation, that's separate from your purpose. Everything is connected, and if you may make improvement or changes in one area of life, it will have a ripple effect through your whole life. When you work on your worthiness to have the body of your dreams, your worthiness to have the partner that you've always dreamed of will also improve. It's the same with your emotions and your nervous system. Once you learn to navigate, process, feel your emotions in one area of your life, you will see and feel these emotions improve in all other areas of your life too. It's the same with the nervous system. You only have one So when you start working, let's say, on your love life with me or by yourself, it will have a ripple effect on other areas of your life. Once you master these different steps of the holistic way, you have those skills for life. What affects your mind has an impact on your emotions and your body. What impacts your body has a ripple effect on your mind and your emotions and so on. 
So remember, you're not a separate being. You're one whole being and starting to work somewhere on one area will benefit all other areas of your life, but also all other aspects of your being. And there's different ways to go about it. If you want to go about it by yourself, you can decide to start working on the smaller stuff because it's easier, you know, and then the bigger stuff might feel less scary. Or you say, no, I want to look at the big stuff first. So, you know, maybe the smaller things just dissipate and resolve themselves on their own. And this method is really a way of living. These tools I apply to every single day in my own life. This is a method I have used to improve my business to create the business I'm having now, the business of my dreams, the life of my dreams. It's the tools I've used to resolve any traumas I had from past relationships. It's the tools, the learnings, the steps that have helped me finally welcome a person into my life that is loving and kind and gives me the safety I was craving in a relationship. It is also the steps that have helped me love my body more than I have ever before, regardless of its weight. While this episode was really on bringing home the steps, I'd like to say here that the following episodes, whether it's with a guest, whether it's one by myself, that they all come down to improving your life in a way or another, whether it's your mental well-being, your physical well-being, whether it's your emotional well-being. We are coming to the end of this episode and I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I had to record it. I hope that you found some valuable information in it and that, you know, maybe you've learned an information or two that you can research by yourself. We are coming to the end of this episode. I had a blast to record it and I hope that you enjoy listening to it and that you catch maybe a few aha moments or that you have some better understanding of yourself, that you have gained a fresh perspective and new approach to make your life even dreamier. If you have any questions, any feedback, or you want to know more, you can always reach out to me over email. The email is info at nikki.com. It was lovely to have you here. I wish you all a beautiful day, a beautiful evening, and I hope to have you here again soon. Thank you, beautiful soul, for being here with me this week. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at uniquely.nikki. And if you have any questions, feedback or subject you would love to hear me talk about in a future episode, please email me at info at See you next time.